following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Notes from today's Chris Kleiman presser. Coach speak, coach speak, <laughs> coach speak. No way in hell I'm going to Nebraska. Coach speak, coach speak. <laughs> Uniforms. Just like I like it. I'll take that all day. Before we get too far, hey, Troy, your mic needs to come up, buddy. <sighs> yes, Dad. <laughs> Thank you, son. <laughs> so proud of you. <laughs> that one's a beautiful turnabout from earlier this morning, actually. I like that. That. <laughs> An off-mic conversation, no less. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm this guy named Coverdale. He's the guy named Dave G. And Steve is in the other room taking care of business for us on the ones and the twos. Yep. Threes and fours. Don't forget the fives and the sixes. Yeah, too. Just, they're just left to whatever, man. Just going to let them go, guys. So, honestly, everything that's covered in a press conference today... Discussion with players, discussion with coach. It's all pretty basic stuff on a Tuesday. Yeah. As you look to the weekend's matchup with Tulane and what the Cats hope to do and moving to 3-0 and and how they want to accomplish it and what players are doing and just, you know, all the various aspects of things. Tail end of it. The tease from yesterday... Becomes a reality. Comes alive. Oh, my. Them unis. Them helmets. As Outcast said so many years ago, (laughs) so fresh, so clean. Absolutely. White helmets with Walking Willie on one side and the number of the uniform on the other. Sick. White pants, purple tops. Mm -hmm. That is Saturday's uniform combination for K-State. Loving this. Loving this. I've been waiting for these. Um, I mean, obviously, I didn't know they were going to be exactly like this, but it's nice to know we're flexible with the, the jerseys. You know, it's nice to know that. One of the things I found interesting yesterday when the tees went out, was that everybody immediately gravitated toward something camouflage because it's Fort Riley Day. Right. Boy, did they blow out of that out of the water today. They did. Oh, my God. And, you know, it's just it's cool on a Tuesday to have Twitter alive with something that's not rumor-related or, well, kind of rumor-related, but uh, not negative. <laughs> it's like a positive. <laughs> the great thing. I love it. These look great. Coach's thoughts? Al Serby's in charge. I let Al have the room. That was awesome. Something that uh, uh, Al and I have been visiting about, and um, some of it is uh, supply and demand and shipping and receiving. Everything seemed to go as planned for Al, and so this was the time to do it. And that is how we get to White Helmets with the Walking Willie. Uh, Go Powercats, Tim Fitzgerald pointing out that that 
Willie mascot has never appeared on a K-State helmet Crazy. in game action. Crazy. But it will this Saturday. Personally, my favorite logo. Looking good. From over the years. I, I have always liked the Marching Willie. The Walking Willie, I say. But, you know, I, there, there's also the version, the Marching Willie, which I have from an old uniform hanging in my apartment. But that's <laughs> because we were allowed. When we changed uniforms in 90, well, 89, uh, old uniforms were going to be put away in storage. You know how that goes. And so we were able to take pieces of the old uniforms and do with what we wanted. Sure. Because they weren't going to be used again. Yeah. That's a likely story. Um, now that the statute of limitations has, it's gone. If you knew what the state of those uniforms were in at the time. <laughs> yeah. They're like, please. Bonfire. Please. Bonfire. Take them away. Yeah. Why do you want them? Uh, correct. Yes. Anyway. Uh, but no, the, the uniforms for Saturday's game, there there is something to be said for variety being the juice nowadays yeah buddy and i got to witness it firsthand with covering northern colorado because they in conjunction with under armor were doing a number of different combinations and those combinations landed them a few times on espn on saturday morning when they were doing the preview of what looks were out there now K-State's not going so far as an all-white jersey yet or an all-silver jersey or something along those lines. When do the Lavenders show up? Wow. Is that, I mean, is that too far? Is that too much to ask for some Lavenders with the dark dark purple bottoms, Lavender tops? tops? KU game somewhere along the way sometime. Oh boy. I heard somewhere, and I, maybe I'm just making this up, and I, this is a total possibility, but I heard that Nike purple is like their favorite color to like mess with. Really? Yeah. And so that makes total sense that they would be, if they could just say, Nike, go ahead. Go ahead. Show us what you got. Turn them loose. <laughs> I'm all about it. I love the classic look, of course. Like I, I do think it's important to always have that classic K-State look. Um, I, I do. I understand where Bill Snyder's coming from on that. Like, I, I like it. But let's have a little fun every once in a while. The thing is, we are living in a different era For sure. than when Coach Snyder put the Dallas Cowboy-esque <laughs> plans together for what became... K-State's uniform. Mm -hmm. We live in a much different era in terms of collectible, in terms of how much gear is actually bought by the fans at this point. You know, it's well beyond the days of opening up the Sears Christmas catalog and having only 14 teams of the NFL's squads, even with a shirt in there that you could buy. Yep. It is... Yes, folks, that was a thing back in the 70s. Thing. Yes, yeah. it was. It was a thing in the, the 90s. It, it, actually, it's a valid point. You, you didn't yeah. have every team, and especially college teams. Oh, That was, like, unheard of. I remember when it was special that the Cats went to a bowl game because you're like, new shirt. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I mean, we make 
new shirts every day. But back in the day, when the Copper Bowl, I mean, it was like, yeah, we get a Copper Bowl shirt. Yay. <laughs> that was a big deal. It's a huge deal. I do, I do miss the old fundraiser shirts that we used to do, you know, when we were doing things on the plaza uh, outside the union, say, for specific games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like stuffing a Jayhawk into the toilet. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that, like that the, type of shirt. The yeah. bootleg uh, Bart Simpson stuff. You know, like there was like Calvin. bootleg. Calvin. Yeah, there's bootleg Calvin, bootleg Bart, bootleg Willie the Wildcat. Mm-hmm. I mean, just... Um, run amok in the streets of Manhattan. <laughs> Some of those old classic T-shirts you see, and you're like, "That is rad. That yes. is awesome." Yes, the, the kids, the '80s and '90s were a much different time. <laughs> um, but the point is, is that let's face it the the players love do. getting a different look. They do. It's it's a given. It's no longer the time of being able to say. This is our look, and it doesn't change. Kids get juiced about getting a different style to play in. And it's okay to do. And it's great. Yeah, it's okay to do things because the kids like it, because at the end of the day, it's the kids who are playing on the field. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You got to do what they like. For all of our mockery of Oregon's uniforms, over the years, or Oklahoma State's yes. multiple combinations, or Baylor's combinations. Fact of the matter is, e- even if you are not a fan of them switching it up, you're still paying attention. For sure. You're still looking at those uniforms and and commenting mm-hmm. accordingly. Mm-hmm. I, I was a smart aleck last night online pointing out the highlighter green Seahawks jerseys. Oh, man. Yeah. Those were rethink those guys. Well, that's a Seattle thing. But and you know though it's a fifty fifty thing. I really th- like some people just love them. People mm-hmm. really do love them. And they, I'll tell you what they do pop on TV. Those jerseys pop. I mean they have no choice. But you know, right, they are uh, fantastic on TV. Arena League jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I say that as someone who called games in arena too. <sighs> but yeah, you know I I know that there's going to be someone out there that is going to criticize K State for getting away from tradition. For sure. What are we doing? Getting away from this this is a different era man it is this is definitely a different era and if you are working in conjunction with someone like nike in this day and age take advantage of that situation for sure no not to the not to the tune of adidas dropping bags off <clears throat> <laughs> that that that's for down the road um no take advantage of you get the opportunity to sport different looks. Be creative. Uh-huh. Don't overdo it, which is where Oregon and Oklahoma State, you could argue, have kind of killed off the uh, – have kind of removed the luster from that, killed off the lure of what they're doing because every week is a different look. Yeah. Do it on select opportunities. And this weekend – is a great one. Tulane's uniforms, as Kellis Robinette pointed out in a tweet this afternoon, coupled with, <laughs> oh my, yeah. what a what a matchup yeah, that I, is. I know. I lo- by the way, speaking of, I love their 
baby blue tops. The mm-hmm. two, like, I love those. I think they look really cool. I always have been a fan of the baby blues that the Royals wore. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, yeah. the, the, the fact that they went to, you know, jacking around with that look I've never been a fan of yeah, the whatsoever. Black, the black jerseys. Just... Well, the black jerseys were bad. I never really was big on uh, royal blue numbers on the powder blues. Yeah. No, you want weird. white numbers yeah. on the powder blues. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just pops differently. Sure. It just, it's. It, and it's funny because, you know, you look at baseball teams now. How many of those teams love wearing the powder blues? Oh, man. Oh, man. You know, schools yeah. that, that powder blue isn't even a, really one of their colors, and they're sporting powder blues. Yeah, it is. Sure it is. Look, if you look really carefully, <laughs> real careful at his left leg, he's got a little power powder blue on there, the uh, mascot. Uh, you know, at what point does, uh, does K-State baseball go with a powder lavender? <laughs> now, now you're uh, just getting crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy talk. Now you're just getting wild. Wow, that'd be sick. Oh, come on. I do those uh those ones that they have now with the like kind of the stripe on the shoulder or on the arm with the big block letter. Yes, they, basically the socks. Yes. Uh, the 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 old school white socks look. Yes, them babies are bad. Those oh, are those man. are very sharp. Those are cool jerseys, and I, it's just fun to see K State embracing this idea of like let's let's have some fun with these jerseys. Well, all around. again, and they, and this goes back to the point I was making. It's about marketability mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. and. We continue to find that more and more and more K-State as an entity is highly, uh, highly marketable in terms of sales of K-State gear. And, you know, the folks over at Homefield found that out this summer (laughs) when they unveiled that line and K-State blew past all but two schools in terms of what was bought within a... uh, Within the opening day, we like our stuff. We like our cool stuff. Yes, you know we like it. The uh, the Willie swinging a golf club too. I don't know if you've seen that. The catter the the catter. Uh, the, what is it? Caddy golf. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It just yeah. looks so cool. And these jerseys and this helmet, especially. Wow. It, wow. it does it pop? I mean, it really. Man. Uh, it, it, yeah. Uh, it's the it, numbers on the side. Give me a break, dude! I am so pumped to see these. I want to. I want like a um, either T or a mini helmet too, like the mini collectible mm-hmm. helmet. Oh mm-hmm. my god! I need to pull up here. Helmet project. Wow! There is a site. If you have never visited it, it's called the Helmet Project. And yes, it looks low scale, nineteen nineties esque in terms of its general presentation. But when you get on the site, what they've done oh, in terms yeah. of in terms of the records of what helmets are out there. Yes. Let's see here what his history has us with because we're talking about the fact that walking Willie will be on the one side. Per this, the Wildcats have had a number on the helmet one other time in their history. And this was in 64-65. Everything else has either been a plain helmet, the large-scale K with state underneath it, that was 66, or a wildcat head, or the initials. 
that predating the Power Cat and the Script Cats logos. Boy, the the idea to make the script cats a little smaller it was such a better idea. <laughs> the, yes. the old purples, like ay ay ay, no likey, no likey, <laughs> me no likey. Uh, but the the general gist of it is that this is a look that has not been seen. But boy, did it get everybody's attention today! It looks awesome. Yeah. For a reason. It got yeah. everybody's attention for a reason. It looks amazing. You put that coupled with the uh the fighting wave that Tulane has on their helmets and it yeah. I can't wait. It's gonna be a fun Saturday. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun Saturday. Yes. Speaking of it being Fort Riley Day, Mitch had the opportunity to sit down earlier and chat with some of the folks involved with that. We'll bring you that when we continue. This is the game on a Tuesday afternoon. K-State and Tulane on Saturday afternoon is a 2 o'clock kickoff. Power Cat Game Day begins our coverage that afternoon, I should say that morning, at 10 o'clock. Final non-conference game of the season. And then it's off and running. How about OU being a night game in Norman? No, boy. Uh, do we like night games, I think, down in Norman. I think the last one I saw, we... Uh... Taken down Landry Jones. Oh, there's a good reminder. Yep, that was an awesome game. Steven may not be a fan of it. What I was going to say was night games are more preferred because who wants to get drunk at 8 in the morning and then have to suffer all day long? Well, I mean, that's Sunday. Okay. (laughs) That's fair. Still, I mean, though. that's brunch. Come on, man. Who wants to get drunk at 8 o'clock in the morning? Bloody, hey. Bloody Mary bar. For me, that's I mean, a little too early. <laughs> yeah. No, I, brother, I am with you by a mile. I, now, 3 I, in the afternoon. Okay, I'll, I'll start then. I'll be honest with you. I like drinking, right? Like, drinking's uh-huh. fun. But there's just something that kind of feels wrong, wrong about going at that early. <laughs> like eight o'clock in the morning, I'm like, "This is." Like, not- I've got still a whole day ahead of me. Yeah. What? Am, what on earth am I doing? Like, like ah. three or four in the afternoon, you can start having a few sure. drinks. But like eight o'clock at night, now that just pound oh, them yeah. back, they, buddy. You got to catch back. up at eight o'clock. But exactly. now eight o'clock in the morning, though. You feel like, man, this is wrong. I'm not supposed to do this. But then you just take a couple shots real quick, and then you're like, ah, screw it. Like, ah, who cares, man? Screw my plans. It's fine. Game day's here. Give me that can of shotgun. Here we go. (laughs) Hey, Herb Street. (laughs) Where's the good tequila? (laughs) Where's the bad tequila? Uh, Okay. All right. Listen, I can tell you some folks that aren't going to be drinking early on Saturday. Oh, boy. It's Fort Riley Day. On Saturday. That's true. And as such, Mitch had the opportunity to sit down with Brigadier General Neve Nell, Command Sergeant Major Albert Serrano, and Dr. Art DeGroat, the retired lieutenant colonel who's the executive director of military and veteran affairs at K-State, talking about what exactly Fort Riley Day is. It's an honor to be joined right now by Brigadier General of Fort Riley, Neve Nell, Command Sergeant Major Albert Serrano and Dr. Art DeGroat, Executive Director of Military and Veterans Affairs at Kansas State University as we talk Fort Riley Day at Bill Snyder Family Stadium on Saturday against Tulane. General, now I'd love to start with you. You've been with Fort Riley now for a short time, but I'd love to hear just from your perspective 
the unique ways you've seen this partnership with K-State and Fort Riley, the Big Red One, especially because it does extend beyond football. Yeah, I think it's when people think of a partnership, they might think, oh, this is this is just education. This is just, uh, you know, the soldiers getting a chance to do some college classes. But, it, you know, it's so much more than that. Um, KSU has done an amazing amount for our families also in helping to establish something that addresses mental health, uh, which has been great. We have partnerships that go all the way to, to agriculture. When our, our environmental section tries to do something on Fort Riley, there are students that will help with that. So, I mean, it's ingrained through all parts. And then, we, of course, we have partnerships with sports teams, and we have regular social events amongst uh, either at Fort Riley or at K-State in Manhattan that people you know, from both sides will attend. There's a lot of interaction among the community, too. So when people originally think, oh, that's just, that's just people attending college classes, it goes uh, so much deeper than that. Sergeant Major Serrano, obviously football, basketball, baseball, the sports of K-State, not exactly the Army, of course. But do you see similarities of the command of the Army compared to maybe command of a football team? Similarities, absolutely. I mean, I, I can't speak for it being a, a head coach of a football team as I've never been, but I can absolutely uh, agree that this, there are some similar things. Like, you know, football is, is a team sport, obviously. There's not one person that makes everything happen and one person that can, you know, can win. Uh, in the Army, it's, it's exactly the same way. Some of us are in certain positions, certain levels of rank, you know, to be able to make some decisions uh, that affect everyone, you know, uh, uh, below us. However, uh, there's not one person that can win in, in Army life either. And so we have to figure out a way to motivate people to kind of gel, to, to get everybody kind of rowing in the same direction in order to uh, to win, you know, to, to ultimately uh, come out victorious in, in a game or in, in life or et cetera. Sergeant Major Serrano, what would you say is the interaction like these days between K-State and the Big Red One? So what I've seen since I've been here uh, on uh, on Fort Riley is, uh, again, and I kind of explained to you that some of the different uh, variables as far as year to year in the time that I've been here. However, uh, the interaction, every you know, between people, just people, period, whether they're players or they're students or they're just plain civilians between Manhattan and just the surrounding area of Fort Riley is amazing. I mean, every 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 interaction that we have, uh, every venue that I've been in, whether I'm just eating downtown somewhere, whatever the case might be, people are amazing. And so I think that the partnership, the relationship between soldiers and Manhattan uh, community is just stellar. Better than I've seen in 29 years that I've been in the Army. Now, General Nell, I understand you you are a graduate of West Point. Yes. Did you know Army is coming to play in Manhattan in 2025? Yeah, excited about that. That'll be a great game. There might be some people torn on, on who they should be rooting for. <laughs> and you know what, General Nell? I, I could totally understand that. And you're going to be experiencing on Saturday your first Fort Riley Day game. Is there anything about it you're looking forward to experiencing the most? Well, I mean, that whole atmosphere, you know, if you, you mentioned the Army coming, like the Army-Navy game, the tailgate, everybody there, the big events. We'll do a flyover for this. Our band will be out playing with the K-State band. I mean, just that interaction. And then you get... The whole atmosphere. These are these are two teams that are both two and zero right now. I mean, K State starting really well. So is Tulane. It'll be a, it should be a great football game, and the, and hopefully we get great weather. Like last week rainy, but this week is looking good. So I mean, if we have wonderful weather on top of that, it's just a it's just a great chance to just celebrate all things that are good about being an American. Now, do we have an estimate on how many soldiers will be at this game? I can answer that, Mitch. Uh, okay. We've got about 950 tickets uh, going out to soldiers' families through our partnership with their uh, community recreation division. 
and our great USO Kansas program and center at Fort Riley. That's uh, Dr. Art DeGroat, Executive Director of Military and Veteran Affairs for Kansas State University, also retired Lieutenant Colonel. This is a great time to catch up with you because you've had quite the last 365 days, but I mean, so much innovation with the Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. What are the new things you've been working on? Well, we've got a lot of things uh, coming down. Uh, One of the big things is uh, uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, Governor Kelly of Kansas uh, has recognized that Kansas is one of the few states in the country that does not formally celebrate the Gold Star family program, which is a national uh, tradition of uh, remembering families who have lost a loved one uh, to combat. And uh, on September 23rd, K-State has been instrumental with the Governor's Military Council in establishing a physical monument uh, that that is going to be emplaced on the Capitol South Lawn. Uh, and we'll be doing a dedication ceremony with the governor. Um, and Fort Riley is very much involved in that ceremony with the band and color guard and such. Um, so so we, we're working a lot with that. We're working a lot in military medicine. Of course, our flagstone uh, program in all of this is our 14-year partnership with the U.S. Army's 1st Infantry Division and Fort Riley. Um, so we're really excited. Uh, at some point soon, when, when Major General Meyer uh, comes back, possibly in November, from his headquarters overseas, uh, he and President Linton will get to uh, finally uh, renew our formal partnership. Uh, which enables all of the work we do every day. I like to say uh, in my work, uh, every day is Fort Riley Day. Between the programs we have every day in research, outreach, and education programs, um, we do things every day for Fort Riley, uh, but they can't even be listed. Uh, there's so much work going down. Going down, uh, And it's mutual. Fort Riley adds so much to the mission of K-State, the land-grant mission of K-State and our people. And uh, so we're really excited. Looking forward to Fort Riley Day. Uh, Fort Riley Day is really the community building part of it. Uh, this is where soldiers, our soldiers will be seated all over the stadium and sitting next to K-Staters of all of all kinds. So this is one day when 950 soldiers get to ha- sit next and left and right, not just by themselves, but they'll be sitting with the K-State family and getting to know them. And, the, and our K-State family will get to meet our soldiers. And, uh, and this is really a big community building thing. And so I know there's a public at- outreach where everybody gets to celebrate Fort Riley on that day. But at the end of the day, the essence of it is is the soldier and family sitting next to a Manhattan or a K-State uh, family or a band member playing with a, with a Wildcat band. Uh, that's the magic of this. And that's why it's valuable to have a thousand, almost a thousand soldiers coming out and having that, that personal experience uh, with the K-State family. So we're very thankful for General Nell and General Meyer, Sir Major Serrano, and every, all the leadership for making this happen. Art, I'd also add that uh, we'll have some soldiers that are outside for people who are, as they're coming in, you know, either side of the stadium to, to interact. On one side, we'll have our, our MPs in their display, always popular with the kids to jump in the MP car and, and turn on the lights uh, and, and interact with the dogs if they have the dogs out there. And on the other side, we'll have our um, our brigade, one of our brigades out with a, the new um, vehicle called the JLTV, the Joint Light Tactical Vehicle with a weapon system mounted to it. So with soldiers out there interacting with people as they arrive for the game. So that, that's also a great part of it is that the soldiers get to meet all the K-State fans, but the K-State fans can meet the soldiers, too. I'm not a kid. I'm 32 years old, but could I still come play with the lights and check out the vehicles? <laughs> of course. You can put on the, the dog suit as well. <laughs> I'm in. 
Dr. DeGroat, I do have another question for you. It's more of a, on a curious yeah. level because I know that you had recently testified in Congress on behalf of military veterans. I would just love to know what that experience was like. Well, it was uh, it was an enormous responsibility uh, for me to have the rare opportunity to represent you know, millions of veterans that are transitioning to civilian life. And, and I've done my doctoral research work on it, and I work with that with that population every day through my uh, very, very uh, gracious opportunity to work with Fort Riley soldiers in our own neighborhood every day and every week, help them transition. So uh, it was it was an amazing experience. I got to give uh, 13 pages of written testimony that goes into the permanent public record. Uh, I got to do a, a personal test uh, testimony uh, in, in with all the senators and uh, and they asked a million questions. And I was the only individual uh, expert witness. And I was speaking uh, and asking questions just like the VFW and the VA, large institutions. And, and I really think that um, I gave them a deeper appreciation for what these issues are, uh, personal level information, where, where that's really where these programs have to get better at to make them more effective at the personal level, not just the institutional level. Adding another billion dollars to the VA's budget without being focused on a specific way it's going to help our veterans transition isn't helpful. Um, so, um, so I was invited back two months later, uh, they built a roundtable discussion to develop some of the issues that I brought up that some necessarily the VFW or the, uh, uh, VA didn't really have a response to. Um, so I'm really, uh, I'm proud that I have a chance to speak to national power about what we've learned, what we practice here, uh, and then recognizing that what we're doing here at K-State and in Kansas with the, our friends, the, the big, the big first red one, that what we're doing is a national example of of doing evidence-based practice and doing it reasonably better than others. Um, so, so it was validation of our, our 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 mutual work, and I was humbled to be the one that gets to speak about it. Uh, but I was really speaking about all of our work. Yeah, thank you so much, Doctor Degrove, for your for your testimony there in Congress in in Washington D.C. Let's jump back here to uh, General Nell and Sergeant Major Serrano. So I'm sure you've seen now at K-State games, whenever K-State scores, Willie the Wildcat does push-ups uh, next to the end zone. But on Fort Riley Day, soldiers, they get to go on the field and uh, do some push-ups. Now, will we get to see you two out there? Or are you going to save it for the soldiers uh, that maybe do the, the push-ups on a regular basis? We do push-ups on a regular basis, too. Okay. We're in the gym every morning. So, Good. Yeah, we're... We were just talking about whether we were going to do regular push-ups or hand-release push-ups because the, the Army has changed its, its, its physical fitness test just recently, and now we're taking the Army combat fitness test, and that's hand-release push-ups where you go all the way to the ground, put your arms out, and then go push yourself up so it's actually more it, – it, it, you can't do as many, basically, in, in the two-minute time frame. So we're talking – Hand release push-ups. Our major and I are, are happy to demonstrate them. Well, as we wrap up here, is there anything else you want to mention to the listeners about Fort Riley Day or just the uh, the relationship between the Big Red One and, and Kansas State? We definitely appreciate everything that in the local community does for Fort Riley. Uh, you know, on in Manhattan, K State itself. It there's so much support for the soldiers of Fort Riley and for Fort Riley itself. You know, a recognition of what kind of partnership, you know, one third of the people live on Fort Riley, two thirds live out in the local community. So we know our communities are taking care of our soldiers and families. And we really do appreciate that. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to the game. Like I said, it's a, 
It's two teams coming in with great winning records so far. It'll be exciting. Like I said, hopefully good weather, good tailgating beforehand. We really do appreciate everything K-State does for us. I would just like to close with uh, just share that uh, I, I had the privilege of bringing our new president, Richard Linton, out to spend five hours uh, visiting General Nell and her command and, and, and all the different units and training and soldiers. And uh, it ended with uh, the president inside a uh, Abrams tank uh, with a tank crew uh, explaining how that weapon system works. And uh, I've been with the president several times since, and I can tell you he is fully on board uh, to fulfill and grow the land-grant mission for K-State's role with the nation's military uh, and recognizes that that uh, our deepest partner in all of this work is Fort Riley, and he's very much looking forward uh, to this as well. He says he will join General Nell at the Meet Your Army exhibit on the west, uh, on the west side uh, on game day. And so I look forward to uh, hosting them to meet and then uh, um, and, and visiting with the, with the a community about uh, about the soldiers and the university and our partnership. Well, kick off at two o'clock. And I, once again, Fort Riley Day is my favorite day of the year when it comes to K-State football. Once again, looking forward to seeing the Big Red One and also Fort Riley K-State athletics on display, that relationship on display once again in front of uh, 50,000 plus at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Dr. Art DeGroote, Sergeant Major Albert Serrano, and General uh, Neve Nell, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you. Thank you. Fort Riley Day on Saturday, and it will be a fun afternoon as, again, the Cats welcome in Tulane to cap off the weekend. Uh, I'm going to play Who Said It here yes. for you, uh, Dave, and uh, I'll let's see if, uh, if I can get your correct answer out of the break. Because I think you'll probably understand exactly who said it. (laughs) Addressing his decision last night, looking back at it, we definitely should have gone for it. Mm, Huh, who could? Yeah, I I made the mistake of saying last night, didn't I? (laughs) Coming back, we'll uh, take a look back at the NFL week that was as the game continues. Mitch Fortner is out today. Dave G. Wait, what? Okay, oh, sorry. Just, just wait. He's here tomorrow. I'm out tomorrow. No, no, no. Thur- Thursday is going to be the only day this week, unless you decide that you're out of here <laughs> hey! for whatever reason. That we'll have the gang all together this week. I'll tell you what. I, I will say this. We are coming up on like prime time here. Sarah is uh, <laughs> due. Our second baby's due on the twenty eighth, and so um, it's they say uh, at least a week out. Prime time, yeah. Air quotes. It's it's a week out is where you start getting a little like oh boy, but she's also like I, I can say this because she's not listening. Uh, she's really nesting right now. She's like really nesting. She's having me hang up all this stuff. She's having me take this downstairs to the basement, put it away, put that back up, put the, do the, and I mm-hmm. go, okay, yes, honey, yes, sweetie, no problem, no problem, okay, thank you, no problem. Yo, I can hang that. That's no problem. Oh, it doesn't have anything on the back of it to hang with a nail or a screw. That's fine. Ah, I know how to do things like that. Killing me. <laughs> but I'm not the one 
creating right. a life and mm-hmm. having to deal with the life for nine whole months, carrying it around, lugging it around. I, I was mean, about to say. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, you did your part. Yeah, I did my part, <laughs> which was my pleasure. But uh, it's over, and that's uh, advice for you guys out there, your young, your young bucks out there. If you have someone with child, you say, uh-huh. No problem. Sure. No problem. Save the, you know, save the, the, oh, how should I phrase this? Um, The notes. Save the notes for someone else. Go ahead and say whatever you want. If you're away from the home and she cannot hear you, then you can talk all you want. But when you get home, it's yes, ma'am. Yes, Mm -hmm. sweetie. No problem. Mm -hmm. No problem. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just waiting to find out that Sarah's listening to this segment. (laughs) Hey, what's her email? Do you know? Yeah, wait a minute. I will, I will email it uh, as soon as we're off the air here. Uh, yeah, baby no, mama no, 72,000. No. Look what Dave said. That, that's kind Ooh. of a D move there, buddy. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is my I'm just this joking. I'm just joking. Tree. I'm just joking. This I'm is my trust tree. <laughs> Aren't trust we safe tree. for the trust tree? It's not a circle. It's a tree. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> my favorite uh, shape of all, tree. Yes. Uh, this is the trust tree. Okay, I'm going to give Nathaniel Hackett credit for actually admitting, yeah, we should have gone for it last night. Yeah. The Broncos' new coach found out in uh, in harsh fashion last night how tough it is to actually manage a game. That high of stakes too. It just it felt like a it felt like a week twelve game where there was a lot on the line for whatever the juice in that stadium man was real mm-hmm. it was real mm-hmm. oh it yeah absolutely and uh i'm actually surprised it got to 17-16 with as bad as denver's defense oh. looked in the first half wow that said okay now that week is behind us the chiefs had to make a move today to put the rookie corner on the il for 4 weeks Oof. and harrison butker is also still injured that could be a little bit of an issue Thursday night. Yeah, it definitely you need you need all hands on deck when you're taking on the Chargers for sure. So Matt uh, Amendola is on the practice squad as a kicker. That don't don't be surprised if he gets elevated in time for Thursday night's game. Oh yeah, no, no lickety split because Butker is going to be questionable. I've got this feeling. Yeah, uh, that turnaround is is going to screw up a lot of things for the Chiefs, but it could be a lot worse. You could be the Steelers and be without T.J. Watt for six weeks. Torn pack. And I would suggest that the Watt boys start eating something other than Subway. <laughs> it it, it oh, apparently it, it doesn't, hasn't helped them when it comes to injuries. <laughs> doesn't do a body good. No. Man. no. His interception. Did you see that? Yes. What incredible. This guy, he is their whole family. Just incredible athletes, but that play there, wow, wow, wee wow, mm-hmm. that was amazing. It, so it's interesting to take a look and see what who got laid waste in week one, essentially, <laughs> in terms of the injuries in the NFL and who it's going to affect and who it's going to hurt. And the Cowboys without Dak Prescott now for a handful of weeks. And yeah, it's going to be an intriguing year. I've got this feeling. Man, they- what. What a mess. And, you know, there were so many turnovers this first week. Just yes. one right after the other. And, uh, like, Red Zone, it was, like, it was hard to watch. <laughs> like, oh, my God, one right after yeah. the other. Yeah. 
Um, you know, the fact that you had two overtime games going on literally in the first window of the season. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um, what, if anything, did you, you said you didn't, you didn't see it at all. Any of I the didn't Broncos stay up to on? watch it. Okay. I didn't stay up to watch the end of the Broncos game. No. Did you catch a little bit of the game? Uh, I, I watched first quarter and listened a little bit as I was winding down. It was, uh, it was, it was odd. Russell Wilson, um, it, I I I was really like secretly thinking in my head. I go, everybody. We're talking about the Chargers for good reason. They have they're really stacked. But I thought, you know, Russell Wilson, man, has been the guy up there for a long time, and for good reason because mm-hmm. he's got a rocket arm. He's a good leader. All the they really looked at us. Think it looked mm-hmm. like Russell Wilson got signed or traded yesterday. They barely played in the preseason. And that goes to something that Andy Reid looked to do differently. I mean, we we talked about it in at week one of the preseason that he was going to have Patrick Mahomes and the ones in there at the start of the preseason. And Denver didn't operate that way. Most teams did not operate that way. What does Pat do last weekend, other than come out and win for my fantasy team? <laughs> uh, I'm in a PPR league. No. I got mocked for picking a quarterback early in a PPR I'm like, guys, he's going to rack up those points because he's passing to guys who are going to get those R's. And, and you, like, as far as the way the game is played now, I think that has totally turned that thought process on its head as far as fantasy goes, where you go... Don't take your quarterback first overall right. or in the first round right. or second round. Don't do that. Uh, I I don't know, man. I kind of think it's not a horrible idea. Then again, I never win my fantasy league, so the <laughs> hell do I know what I'm talking about? I'm an idiot. Uh, I've got the one sniper sitting in New York who picked either players that are Jets players. Oh, or they uh, or are they are from the tribe. He's Orthodox Jew. Everybody's every league that has one's that one. Pretty funny. Everybody's that one's got, pretty funny. Everybody's got that one. Oh ah. boy! Coming back, we'll uh, look into some of the comments made by Chris Kleiman earlier today, uh, previewing Tulane. Plus, we'll dig back for Meet the Cats from this past weekend. Hour two follows the news.